0: We will be back here tonight at 6 o'clock for a Sunday night service. So if you make the plans to be be here again, and we will be worshiping uh, the Lord. Uh, talking about the 28th, um, the, um, uh, the date that our conference starts, that Sunday night uh, we'll only have one service, that Sunday morning service. There won't be a Sunday night. Um, I, have, I have to be in Hot Springs by a certain time. And uh, so um, uh, tonight and uh, next Sunday night will be the last opportunity you'll have to be in Sunday night service for this month. So um, uh, let's um, remember that. You love the Lord? Say Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, let's get into the Word today and see what the Lord has for us. Uh, We are still in uh, Peter's writing, Simon Peter, uh, the man, and his message, and uh, I don't know what everybody else has got of it, but I've enjoyed this series, Um, there's a lot of things that has benefited me, uh, and that um, uh, most of these things I've covered uh, in other messages or whatever before, but... Anytime you get into the Word of God, amen, you always can find some hidden jewels and gems that you've never uncovered before, Uh, and uh, so I have really enjoyed this. We're in uh, 2 Peter uh, uh, now, we have gone to uh, uh, the second epistle, and um, let's go ahead and get started and um, see what we can glean from God's Word today. Our scripture reference today is found in 2 Peter chapter 1. We're going to be reading verses 5 through verse 9. Verses 5 through 9. This is what it reads like. But also for this very reason, given all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge. And to knowledge, self-control. To self-control, perseverance. To perseverance, godliness. To godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love. Now notice what he says about these seven things in the next two verses. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 9, For he who likes these things is short-sighted, even to blindness, and has forgotten that he was cleansed, from his old sins. Bow with us in prayer if you would. Father God, as we come today, we thank you, God, for this service you've allowed us to come together. We pray, God, for those in our family, God, who uh, is not able to be here today. We pray, God, that you will be with them. God, we pray, Lord, um, uh, uh, for those that um, are uh, going through different situations in their life and sicknesses God and 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 all these things and now as we come to you we ask God that you will speak to us through your word that when we leave here today we can leave encouraged and strengthened and also challenged by your word as we find it God written therein and all these things we we'll give you the praise in Jesus name let the church say amen, amen. you can be seated hallelujah thank you Lord. praise God I want to talk to you briefly today on a subject titled seven steps to maturity seven steps to maturity now we have covered a wide range of topics which the apostle Peter admonishes the church within this glorious epistle. Now, Peter moves on to spiritual maturity and growth in Christ. He reveals to us the keys to living a fruitful and prosperous Christian life. Uh, For the life of me, it's hard for me to understand people who say they have a born-again experience and that Christ is in their life, but they don't have a desire to grow in Christ and to gain more in Christ. They don't, it don't seem to be on their mind the thought that God expects us all to bring forth fruit. He expects us to be productive in the body of Christ. God didn't call everybody to stand behind a Bible stand and preach a message. But He didn't call anyone to sit on a pew and be a bitch warmer. Hallelujah. Everybody has their place in the kingdom of God. And one is not any greater than the other. I I mean, I'm just so happy. You know, if you look at me, me men like, a, a, they like to pick up a lot of titles and they catch a lot of titles and all and all that stuff. You know what I consider myself? The only thing I am is a mailman. Hallelujah. I deliver the message that God won't spoke if I'm obedient to Him and I pray and I get connected to the Spirit because sometimes preachers, teachers and other folks too they're guilty of of delivering things that God had no part in giving them. Come on. Uh, so we all got a part to play in the kingdom of God, and God wants you to be productive. He wants you to be fruitful in this relationship of, uh, with Him. Now, as we grow in Christ, Amen. There are different. There's a. There's a process we go through. And there are steps that we take as we go on to maturity. Now, I read to you uh, there out of First Peter, and he mentioned seven things that we add to our faith. The first thing everybody gets is faith. Hallelujah. I've heard some people say, well, Brother Pruitt, I just don't have any faith. If you don't have no faith whatsoever, then you're not a child of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Because we have to have that. That's the first act. He that cometh to God must believe what? That he is, and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Hallelujah. So you do have faith. The Bible says God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. It's what we do with that faith. We have to add to that faith. We have to increase. We have to grow. Hallelujah. And he said, add to your faith virtue and uh, to virtue knowledge. uh, And then uh, temperance or self-control. Perseverance. Now, I want to go through these seven areas again. And I'm going to have him put this back up on the screen in a different translation. In in, in God's Word translation. And I want to read this again. And... uh, because I want, we're going what we're gonna be doing. We're gonna be breaking these seven steps down, and I want everybody to get a clear uh, uh, mind of what these things talking about. What does he mean by virtue uh, and things of that nature? He says, Second uh, Peter uh, one five through nine, God's Word translation. Look at it on the screen. Because of this, make every effort to add. Integrity to your faith. Integrity. And to integrity add knowledge. And to knowledge add self-control. King James says temperance. It's self-control. And to self-control add endurance. Now we're going to get into that, but he's, don't worry. God's not expecting you to run a marathon. Hallelujah maybe a spiritual one, hallelujah, to endurance add godliness, and to godliness add Christian affection, and to Christian affection add love. You see, uh, well, I, I don't want to get a hold of myself, but God expects us to grow in Him. We begin as a babe in Christ. But then there's a process that we got to go through with Hallelujah. Now, if you remember, Jesus Himself told His disciples that every branch in Me that doesn't bear fruit, what's going to happen? So he's going to cut it off. That one verse, brother, brother Art disproves the doctrine of once saved, always saved. Because He said, if you don't bring fruit, you ain't going to abide. Very long. You're going to be cut off. Every branch in me that bringeth not forth good fruit is going to be cut off and cast into the fire. That's not the words of Peter, James, or John. That's the word of Jesus Christ himself. Hallelujah. So don't think, don't think the Lord's going to let you slide by and not bring forth fruit in your Christian life. There will come a day in the hour that we all will have to give account of one way or the other. Now Peter gets down to the only way that we we can achieve this. How in the world can we achieve this? How in the world can this be possible? Hallelujah. And I, I'm kind of laying back a little bit this morning. I'm maybe doing more uh, teaching and preaching, but I, I want to take my time here because this is so very much important to your relationship with Jesus. It falls right in line with the teaching of the Apostle Paul uh, concerning going into perfection. Now, I said Apostle Paul because with... With my studies and what I found, I personally believe that the Book of Hebrews was written by Paul. Uh, it's 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 not stated outright, and uh, there's a lot of different beliefs. Some people believe it was written by James, and some of the others. But for me, uh, and, and my studies and what I found out, I believe that that Hebrews was was another epistle written by Paul. But Whatever there. But in Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 1, this is what the writer says. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on into perfection or that's maturity. That's what that word perfection means. It doesn't mean a man living completely sinless because... Folks, as long as we're in this flesh, we're going to have trouble with this flesh. Hallelujah. The word perfection here, when you look at it and you search it up, it means maturity. He said, so let us go on into maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and faith toward God. Uh, Somebody made a mention of this recently, last week. Some people who have been baptized so many times that every tadpole in the creek knows their name. Hallelujah. Now we come to the Lord and we lay a foundation, we repent, and we go through the acts of repentance. But from that point on, every time that you make a mistake or you slip or you fall, you don't have to go through that process again. Hallelujah. If you go out here and buy a property and you build build a house and you get the found if you got that foundation right, amen, and then you build that house on that foundation, there might be some times, amen, that you're going to have to do some repair work. You're going to have to add some paint. You're going to have to do this and you're going to have to do that. Amen. Just maintenance. Amen. Just regular maintenance. Hallelujah. But every time you're going to do some maintenance on your house, you don't tear the whole thing down and tear down the foundation start all over. The Bible says that if we confess our sins, He is faithful. Look at somebody and say, God's faithful. What's He faithful enough to do? He is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I don't know about you, but I'm glad to know today that the same blood that washed me clean of all my past sins, hallelujah, it keeps me purified, amen, and holy, and ready to go even when I'm not doing quite right. That blood
1: is still It's still, hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Thank God that that blood's still flowing. And when you do something wrong, you don't have to come to pastor and say, well, I got upset with my mother-in-law and I told her off. i got to get rebaptized. Well, you don't have to have the pastor rebaptize you every time you get upset with mother-in-law because there ain't enough water. Hallelujah. I better move on. Hallelujah, I
1: better move on. Hallelujah.
0: Glory to God. If you want to stay out of arguments, don't talk politics, religion, or in-laws and outlaws. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, glory to God. Amen. But he said, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on into maturity. In other words, listen to this close. All new converts begin their new birth as a babe in Christ. And during that time, God allows mistakes that babies would make. Amen. I mean, you just put this right in line, amen, with raising your own children when God blesses you with children. Amen. God allows mistakes that babies would make, but Peter is warning us that there is a time in every believer's life where God expects us to grow up and stop being a baby. Hallelujah. You know, you, you know you heard the Psalm of the Kingsman years ago. Excuses. Hey, Amen, man. There there's some people been in church for 20 years. And they ain't growed up because they like, they like the verse on that song. They want to get mad and quit going to church because they, he didn't even shake my hand. Hello. Amen. And what's that song? <laughs> Brother Travis, see, uh, I, I have to look to Brother Travis because he keeps right in on that southern gospel stuff. But there's one that I like real good about a visitor going, go, going to church and uh, visiting there. The church, the church, the church was full, and he saw one one space vacant, so he sits down. Here walks in this little old lady, and she starts fussing all over. Don't you sit in my pew? Hello, somebody. Hallelujah. Well, glory, hallelujah. You know, there are times in our walk with God, as we're newborns in Christ, God puts up with certain things. He yelled, he said, well, he's still a baby. He's, she's still a baby. But there comes.
1: of this way.
0: life that God wants for us if we stay stagnated over here and we don't never grow. Hallelujah. We've got to grow. Hallelujah. Now in our message today, I'm going to to talk about these seven steps that Peter said will lead us to maturity and a productive, fruitful life in Christ. And if you don't have these things in you, You're going to be there. Things are not going to be just quite right. The first thing he said was virtue, which actually means when you look it up and you break it down by the original Greek, it means integrity. Integrity. And integrity is defined, this is what uh, Mr. Webster said, holding to a strong moral code of ethics and character. Living as a man or a woman of honor, trustworthy, loyal to your word, and reliable. My, hadn't things changed in this world today? Amen. Yeah. Integrity. we got, we got to have some, some moral code of e- ethics about us. we got to have a character uh, that needs to be honor, trustworthy, loyal uh, uh, to our word, and, uh, and, and reliable. I mean, if you tell somebody you're going to do something, you need to do it. Hallelujah. Now, if there's a possibility that you can't, you shouldn't just tell them, tell them definitely, I'm going to do this. That's where we got to think things through. But then add to your integrity or virtue knowledge. Now, just to briefly talk about this, when you give your life to Christ, there should be a strong desire to learn his word and to study it, consume it till it's totally embedded in your mind and spirit. I've I,
1: I seen something not very long ago of a, of a, of a poll
0: that was taken. And, uh, uh, and through this poll it found out how many church people in this country today do not even have a basic knowledge of the Word of God, something that you would expect that children from Sunday school uh, uh, should know, that the average today's Christian don't have it. The Bible tells us to study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of well, the word of truth. Hallelujah. We need we need to just uh, to fill our mind and our heart and our spirit with God's word. There ought to be a time in your life, every day of your life, that you open up your Bible and you you should consume it because you see. The Bible talks about the Bible, the word is being seed planted, and if you get that seed planted in there,
1: it's going to be there for you when you need it in
0: the future. Hallelujah! It will help get you through some tough times. You know, let me say this, and then I will move on to the next one because I've got to move a little bit faster to get through uh, all these. Well, want to, uh, but. I look back over my life and the and the struggles that I've had, and the, what I consider that was those were bad times and, uh, and these were hard times and all that. As I look back over them, it's not the shouting, the speaking in tongues, the jumping up and down, or whatever as we consider our. As how, how that we worship God, it's not none of those things that gave me the strength to get me through the times I was struggling most, because the things that have got me through the most is the Word of God that I've had
1: instilled in my heart, in my spirit. Because many times in the middle of the night, when I was wondering and I couldn't sleep, how this is going to happen, the Word of God would come up in my spirit. God will speak to me through His Word. That's been planted there. That's what got me
0: through, and it will get you through also. We've got to have knowledge of the Word of God. We've got to have an understanding of the Word of God. That's why teaching is so important. And let—I I said we're going to move on, but I got to say one other thing in this area: preaching. And this is something a lot of people don't don't realize. Preaching is an avenue intended to reach the lost with. Preaching does not really do a born again believer a whole lot of good. Once you become a child of God, you need the taught word. And if I had time, I would give you the scriptures that support that and back that up. It's part it's there again, it's part of our growing process and that we receive the knowledge from the Word. Then he said, Add to your knowledge temperance or self control. Self control. Before we come to Christ, most people are controlled by their emotions. They make quick decisions on impulse, as I said a few minutes ago. But now your mind, your tongue, your overall overall actions need to be trained to yield to the will of the Holy Spirit who dwells inside of you. Amen. Tip self control.
1: God says okay.
0: You grow into maturity. There comes a time in this growth of maturity that you've got to learn to control yourself. Sometimes, that means some of us have got to walk around, but not tongue. Hallelujah. Tongue, The Bible already told us that's another room in the middle. Hard to be controlled. But that's, that's only that's only one part of it. Amen. We have to, through the help of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will give us the help we need, that we uh, control ourselves and control our emotions and don't be rude by our emotions. And uh, and, and if, um, if, if, if we're a, a person to kind of be um, hot-headed or temperamental uh, uh, oh, my Lord, I, uh, I, I've known some, some people that's been in church for years, and they still carry their feelings on their shoulder. Every time you get around them, you got to walk softly and
1: quietly.
0: Now, that's one of the areas, folks, that Jesus says, Okay, I've put up with that for a while, but it's time you start growing up. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah, we're still preaching amen and this is something that we have to add to. Notice all these things are, are what you've got to add to what God did you did for you when, um, when you become a child of God. None of these things came as a package when you got saved. The night or the day that you went out at the altar and you gave your life to God, you didn't even when He gave you the Holy Ghost, you did not have a suitcase or a package handed to
1: you, but you pick up all of these things, these same things, and walk out with it. It don't come that easy. Why? Because we're still flesh. We
0: still have a carnal nature. Amen. And that old carnal nature will try to keep us holding on to some of these things. Then he says, add to that perseverance or endurance. Now I mentioned it a while ago, and I says, "Now, that don't mean we're not talking about the kind of endurance of somebody that somebody has to run a marathon." But listen, listen about this endurance. There are going to be hardships, battles, and setbacks which will test you and drive you to the brink of despair. But you will, ne- if you never give up on God, He will never give up on you. Hallelujah. If you never give up on God, He'll never give up on you. We've got to learn some endurance. The Word of God says, he that endureth to the end, the same what? Shall be saved. So endurance is a very important factor that we've got to add to our faith. We've got to be willing, even though when the test that we're going through is just about to drive us to the brink, somewhere we've got to hold on and we've got to keep, keep going. Then he says godliness. Or, now, this is something that uh, you just don't hear preached or teached anymore. But the Bible still says, Follow peace with all man and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Godliness or walking in holiness of speech, dress, and lifestyle. Not conforming to the styles and patterns of the world, but striving to be the very image of Christ in this godless world. When I meet people in this world... I don't want them to see Sammy Pruitt because Sammy Pruitt's still got some things, amen, that, that shouldn't be out there, hallelujah, that I've got to deal with, hallelujah. But I am striving when people see me that they're not looking at me, they're looking at Christ, hallelujah. Your life could be the only Bible that a person out there has ever read. So that's why living holy in our speech it's still right. Uh, I remember years ago, the first job I got, public, jo- public job I got, there was a man working there that was, um, he used to, uh, I seen him, and knew him before he started to work where I was working. It was a gas station. And um, the church, was well, just a block down the road. And they parked their church bus, a big bus. And he was a church bus driver. He had come in there on uh, uh, on church days and, you know, with his suit on and his Bible under his arm and all that stuff and get in the bus and go out and pick up people and everything. And we serviced that bus for him and all at the church. And um, he started to work there himself, huh. and oh Lord, the lifestyle that this man lived. The first person, and like I said, I was young. I was just, I was just, uh, I was just seven, seventeen at the time. I think it interesting that the first person who offered me a drink of whiskey was this church bus driver. We was there one night, and he, he looked at he said, He said, why don't we go, why don't we just, he said, the boss is gone, why don't we just close up and go down here to the packet store and get us a fifth and come back up here and just kind of relax for a while. Well, I was already in church, and if I wasn't in church, and, and he was going to try to witness to me to get me to come to church, do you think I'd go to go with him? We're supposed to let our light shine, folks. Hallelujah. Add to godless brotherly kindness or Christian affection. Showing compassion toward people. Helping those in need. thinking more of others than you do of yourself. Woo! My, my, my. That's what we've got to add to our faith. And then finally, love. Now, don't get brotherly kindness or compassion mixed up with love because you can show compassion to somebody you don't love but God expects us to love everybody and if you look this word love up the greek word is is a word that i know you've all heard because i've used, i've used it myself here it is the agape love which is the same selfless unconditional love Christ gives to us. Hallelujah. Amen. We've got to have that love. If we don't have a love for people, we're spinning our tires or wheels whatever we do here. We've got to have that love. Amen. And um, Believe me, folks, people in the world, they know if you've got a genuine love or not. It picks up. Hallelujah. It picks up, praise the Lord. The seven steps to maturity. God help us. Amen. That we can grow. Amen. And get closer to Him and live our life pleasing, more pleasing to Him, praise the Lord. Amen. Sister David, would you come up to the keyboard, please? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.